In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you want to die? I do. Yet I'm not speaking about physically dying, nor about some game you might play. So it's actually more accurate to say, I have already died, although I long to die again. This death I died was not my own death, but it has become my own. It's the death Christians share because it is the death that Jesus has shared with us. Now most of the time we talk about how Christ has given us life and this is true. But we also need to recognize that Jesus has given us a death as well. This important death is a death to sin. It is his death that makes the body of sin less powerful because it breaks the hold sin had on us. We're no longer slaves of sin. This is the death we all need. This is the death for which we long, to no longer be controlled by sinful desires, to no longer have them run or dominate in our lives. And it is a death we clearly have now given to us in baptism. It's also a death we daily seek because even as sin's great power is broken, sin is not absent. It continues to try and re-enslave us, to ensnare us once again. One way sin tries to do this is to lie to us about what Christ has given us in baptism. God's grace is not permission to continue to sin, nor is it an effort to increase God's grace by increasing sin. No, God's grace has been given so that we would no longer walk in sin, no longer be bound to it, no longer remain under its control or influence. In other words, God has set us free from the reign of sin in our life so that we could and would live under his gracious reign instead. This he does by connecting his life to ours and ours to his. It is during Christmas that we see how God connects his to ours. God the Son comes down to earth and takes on human flesh. He wears our skin and likeness. He becomes like us except without sin. Jesus comes and lives among us. And not only that, he even puts himself in our place. When John is baptizing for the remission of sins, Jesus gets baptized. Jesus, who has nothing of which to repent, receives a baptism of repentance. Here Jesus fathers his connection to us by taking on this baptism that we need and he did not. And it was clear that he did not because God the Father spoke from heaven over Jesus, With you I am well pleased. Mark 1.11 Yet in taking this baptism upon himself, he then begins a new phase of his ministry to save mankind. He begins teaching, preaching, and healing as he prepares to head for the cross in order to die. And it is his life, death, burial, and resurrection to which baptism connects us. For as Jesus attached himself to us and put himself into our place, so in baptism he also puts you and me into his place so that we die to sin and rise to new life. In those blessed waters, Jesus works to bring you into his life and thus into his death for you. 
After all, he was not dying for his own sake or for his own sins on the cross. He was dying for yours and mine. He was dying to put sin to death and to put you to death in relation to sin. In other words, Jesus was putting sin's reign to death, killing it as your king. And so sin no longer reigns over you. Jesus accomplished this at the cross, and he also worked it in you in baptism. Your old life of sin is buried in the tomb of Jesus. It has been done away with, and you are free from its rule in your life. But you are not yet completely free from sin in this life. It might seem like that is what Paul is saying here in Romans, especially given verse 7, but that is not the case. Interestingly, as another theologian has pointed out, Paul does not use the word for setting free in verse 7, despite the majority of English translations preferring to render it that way. No, Paul uses the verb justify here. For the one who died has been justified from sin. I will not speculate why so many English translations make this move. I want only to make clear that the freedom is not from sin, but the judgment or reign of sin. Sin will continue to exist in your life, but you have been declared righteous and stand justified from sin. All this is because you have died already to sin, not in your life and flesh, but in Christ Jesus. Since you are connected to him, his death and burial has become yours. You have the likeness of his death in baptism, so also you have the likeness of his life now. This is no metaphor. This is your reality. It is who you are now, God's child, his beloved son, with whom he is well pleased. And since you are dead to sin, you can live that way. Not because of your strength or your power. No, by faith, by trusting in Christ Jesus, you count yourself or consider yourselves dead to sin, Romans 6.11. Thus you can and do live toward God. You can resist sin and walk in Christ's ways and path, not perfectly because sin still exists in our flesh, and yet by faith perfectly because in Christ Jesus you have his perfect life. And since that is our reality now, we live it out by faith, which means we live based on the truth of the matter. As we just passed through Christmas, we celebrated the birth of Christ, God's life coming down to the world for us. By being connected to Christ in baptism, we are brought into Christ's life, his resurrection, which means we have a new birth. We're born to a new life, and we ought to walk in it. Rather than walking as condemned sinners in this world, we live as the holy, perfect, and loving people God has made us. As Jesus restored our humanity to what it was meant to be, we walk in his ways, in love, care, and compassion for others. Rather than focusing on ourselves, what we have, or even on this place and building, we turn our attention to our neighbor. We look to the person next to you, and three pews over, to the man down the street and the woman we pass by in the store. We look to the people around us and seek what is for their benefit and their good. And we especially do this 
when they do not even know what is best for them, or when they stand as enemies of God's grace and order. For Christ did this for you, to free you from hate and evil, and to give you a life apart from them, the life of his love. Since you have been gifted that life already, walk in it. Love those around you, even when you are tired. Extend compassion and genuine care to all, even when you are frustrated. Pray for those who persecute you, that they too might receive Christ's repentance and new life. And remember, Christ's life, death, burial, and resurrection are yours. Peace to God which passes understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. <laughs>